It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherwood. So how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? I guess the intro didn't fire today, but... I pulled it out. Fault. It looked like it was running on my end, so that's that's my fault, I guess. I don't uh, know. We'll all take some blame. Yeah. Yeah. Knows. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I, I did a new scroll yesterday because we, we've got some advertisers coming in and out, and ah, uh, I misspelled the word friends on friends of the show. I have a word that would have been funny. Well, I, I, I was thinking about <laughs> playing it off. Thanks to Clint for pointing it out. Um, I try to play it off and be like, well, it's friends, like, because it's Irish, you know, friends, friends, friends. <laughs> uh, anyway, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at here in the world. Uh, I'm JC Sherbert. He's Phil Mullinax. Uh, it's Thursday. Um, not as many eventful happenings <laughs> yesterday is, of course, what happened Tuesday, but certainly, uh, certainly, um, Lots to talk about today. Uh, Nana Sports Chat Box, award-winning Nana Sports Chat Box is rocking and rolling. Um, Twisted Rooster says, good morning, Vietnam. Uh, I've always wanted to start the show like, good morning, Vietnam. I can get to rolling like that guy a little bit too sometimes, but I'm not quite that uh, peppy this morning. I've been trying to set up Shopify for our YouTube page, right? No, that yeah. make them, they, they just make it really hard. I mean, I'm just like, dude, no wonder nobody's using your crappy platform. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I, I, got, I got some merch ready to go to jockey to the YouTube audience, and uh, it's just uh, totally ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, I uh, got a nice show lined up for you, a very interactive show today. Uh, some recruiting going on this weekend. Um, Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports. Uh, had an update uh, on the big spur for VIP members about a, a potential portal addition at wide receiver. Now, I'm going to say this. I've heard conflicting things as to whether or not they can get in with this kid. Uh, I think Xavier Weaver is his name from South Florida. Played for Bobby Bentley last year down there. I think 43 passes. Was one of their best players uh, from Orlando originally. But uh, they're trying to kind of get him on campus, I guess. Uh, and if, uh, it's, um, you know, if it happens, uh, it's, uh, it's good for the Gamecocks. If not, probably go to Arkansas or, uh, you know, somewhere else like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see sort of what happened, um, uh, what happens with, uh, him, uh, that's kind of big news this morning. Uh, lots of kind of topical things. Of course, you know, everybody's still fired up that Spencer Rattler's coming back. Uh, Juice Wells is coming back. Uh, I was looking at some of the offensive line personnel the Gamecocks have coming back next year, Phil, and I, I almost think that they actually have a chance to be better next year. Uh, there's some so, guys too. that play yeah, played a lot of football around here that uh, just sort of are what they were uh, about the – you know, uh, in terms of development up there. And I think a lot of those guys saved their best for last uh, and shoot, man. I mean, they went through what three offensive line schemes in, in three years and oh my goodness, coaches yeah. <laughs> and all that. So, uh, game guys are kind of all on the same page right now. What they didn't talk about a whole lot yesterday, we did talk about Lonnie Teasley uh, a little bit being named the O line coach full time, uh, replacing Greg Atkins. And, uh, you know, I, I 
I like the move. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that much of a different deal since he coached the offensive line for most of the year. But you sort of look at it, and you know, a guy like Case and Henry, who's going to be a redshirt freshman next year out of Atlanta. I mean, a lot of folks inside the program think he's going to be a pro. Um, you can, I think, Jakai Moore has kind of found a home on the interior uh, with Jalen Nichols kind of finding a home at, at tackle, at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and those two have kind of gone back and forth. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, remember Nichols started the Beaver era at guard. That didn't work out too well. Moved him out to tackle, and, and that's kind of where he belongs. Sometimes it takes a little while for, for uh, offensive linemen to figure out, like, what spot exactly, offensive line coaches, things of that nature. Um, and then you got this class coming in. Uh, and then you got two guys from the portal coming in, and, and Fugar and uh, is Fugar is that his name? Yeah, uh, and the, Fugar. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, the Italian kid from um, from Yale, uh, who probably the center, Gargiulo. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I think like, look, you look at it, Phil, and it, it's like if you got it, if you got that Gargiulo at center, and he's going to be your center, and everybody's, you know, my my understanding is he's going to be given every chance to do it. Uh, and then on the interior, you've got Wanamaker, you got Trey Jones who could step in there and play. You got Ja'Kai Moore who's found a home there. You got multiple freshmen. Brian Brubreaker, Ryan Brubreaker is playing there. I know I'm forgetting someone. Uh, and then Fugar, if he could, if he can get one of the tackle spots, great. If he could be the right tackle, super. Uh, so you could actually go Fugar at right, uh, and then from right to left, you go, you know, Fugar. Uh, Ja'Kai Moore, you know, Jolito, or what's his name again? Gargiulo. 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 Nick. Uh, Gargiulo. It's Nick Gargiulo. (laughs) Uh, And and then uh, Wanamaker and uh, Jalen Nichols. And Mm. that's not a bad thing. And then Casey Henry is kind of your sixth man in case one of the tackles tackles falters. So, uh, but, yeah, we're going to dig into some of that, like how this roster is going to shake out. Um, you know, I, I think that also we can start looking at the class of 2024. Uh, so, some big happenings. I was told by a source yesterday, Phil, in recruiting. Uh, mm. Carolina is going to uh, finish. Uh, or we, they said we are going to finish uh, February with a bang. Ah, yeah, that's so, good, uh, good so to that's hear. That's the thing there. Uh, with that. All right, Nana's Force chat box. Let's get into there because that was an inauspicious start because I literally looked up and it was like 9 or 10.59 right before we go on. And I, I logged on. I couldn't get my headphones to work. Uh, thank God for the uh, uh, extended intro there. Yeah, I let it run a little longer uh, today. And, I was and, like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, it, it's a little longer. <laughs> I let the music kind of play underneath it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and then, then I noticed I misspelled friends, so that uh, bothered me. Uh, so I'm kind of out of source. But we'll get to, we'll get to our friends in the Nana Sports chat box. Always, always there. Brad All, South Carolina, or All, I don't know how you pronounce it, South Carolina Realtor, 9.47 a.m. He's in there 13 minutes, or, or 10.47 Eastern Time uh, a.m. With a, a Spurs Up and the chicken, or the, the game, or chicken emoji. Brian's always in early morning, fellas. Craig's in. What up? Clint says, like that update from Crawford on the portal wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian goes, up the cocks. That's right. Australian. 
Uh, we have the Australian that uh, sends us. By the way, the IHOP Consulting Mailbag, we got to get back to that today, Phil. Uh, yes. Uh, VJ uh, Belmont has a, a big, long thing. I'm going to have you read it since I can't. It's not good for me to read, 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 and, and then yeah, they both man. comment on it. Uh, and Clint points out, friends, is misspelled, guys. Nat's in the chat box right at 11. My fiance. Morning, Morning everyone. Ashley goes, this has to be Phil's playlist. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of both of ours. I mean, me, me and Phil probably sit around and have a few beers and talk about old times and have this played in the background on a normal night if I was. Uh, That's right. Yeah. You'd never know what you'd home. hear on one of our playlists for sure. Oh, so, very God. eclectic yeah. both it, ways. <laughs> it's it's epic, too. Uh, mm. it, it, the only question is, is if Dina's around. Right. She's got that's a third very eclectic playlist. And you almost gotta take turns. I, well, I think we did that one night, didn't we? We just took oh, turns. Yeah, we have gone gone around. Yeah, okay. Well, let, like, me yeah, let me play major. one. Let me play one. And then the beer gets there. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. And so, somebody will commandeer makes... your uh, your sound system though. That's the oh, other yeah. thing about my wife. Yeah, she's like, Nope, nope, I got it. <laughs> ah, Nat. Nat insists now on being DJ. It's like I'm not allowed to do it anymore when we're together. So <laughs> I don't know, man. To see how in situations like that, what I, do, I have a strategy. Like what I'll be like, okay, well, I'm gonna play Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf, and then it's ten minutes long, and it's like <laughs> I, I get to savor it. And I'm like, oh, okay, or Comb or Estranged by Guns N' Roses, right? That's a nine right. minute song, mm-hmm. you know, or, or Stairway to Heaven or somebody like that. Um, Craigers looks at that this morning, Clownette. Uh, Sonder says YouTube didn't banhammer ban hammer your music today. Actually, Sonder, what, what I've been doing is like muting it because YouTube's like, oh, you got a copyright thing because you got to wait 30 days. I, I'm assuming the person that wrote this song doesn't give a crap because he hasn't right. responded. It's like YouTube just sends it to them, they wait 30 days, they're like, okay, you didn't claim it. It's like, you know, lost and found at school or something. Um, and so uh, they don't ban hammer it right away, uh, but that does remind me I need to turn on the monetization. Uh, but they do it at the end. And today I got it. Yesterday we got a copyright strike Yeah. Uh, from episode 55. Yeah. That's 40 <laughs> episodes ago from Big Old Cock by Patrick Davis. <laughs> I'm like, eh, you know, something yeah. that. it doesn't matter. Clint says he's a spelling guy. Smith is in the house. What's up, Smith? Got a chance to meet Smith in Kentucky. Great people. Great people. Yeah. Great people. Uh, and Craig is also a spelling guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm an award-winning writer and a pretty good speller. But on if you've ever used iMovie and you're typing into that Star Wars scroll. <laughs> yeah, there, no red say, line come like up that, to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's like working on an old school typewriter on acid. <laughs> the thing, and, and having vertigo at the same time it's ridiculous uh, Clint says shouldn't be hard to sell Xavier with Rattler coming back chance to play in the SEC uh, I know but kids are weird <laughs> uh, and it's weird and I, I'm just telling you I mean I, I know it sounds nice but if they don't get him on campus I don't I don't think they're going to do anything with him and they got to get him in first that's the challenge this late in the year um, Sonder said, did anyone see this segment on ESPN about Rattlers returning coach Beamer? Spent out four or five minutes praising the program. Great look on the national stage. And he goes on to say, any concern about Rattler having to learn a third system in third year is third, three years. I have to believe DL understands the time constraints they're working under. 
Well, keep in mind he's an Oklahoma system for several years, and there there was some crossover, and it wasn't the plays and the system; it was how it was, it was the operational part of it on game day and the game yeah. planning. Um, confused Rattler, so I, and I don't think there's going to be that much difference this year. I, in fact, I think they're going to do some things to scale back the terminology, the cadence. I don't think you have thirteen word plays. Uh, yeah, it's probably it'll be safe a lot to assume. Like, well, I was going to say it's probably safe yeah. to assume also that you know part of him coming back is the, the it's going to be tailored to Spencer. You know the whole yeah. Yeah, I, I think the whole playbook good. will be tailored to it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, HBS says go get. So no, I'm not concerned about it right now, and, and I think that's part of the reason why you have um, you know a, a pro style quote unquote pro style guy coming in. But I I, I just can't see it being uh, a big issue with that. I, th- I think if anything, it, it's it, there's nothing that's going to be as com- complicated or uh, let me put it this way, unnecessarily complicated as what happened last year. Yeah. Uh, and the last two years, just to be honest. H-Man says, go Gamecocks. WJM4 says, linebackers have to take a huge step forward for our defense to be successful next year. We have to figure out how to stop the run. Well, I, I, they're not going to be the same linebackers. I mean, Brad Johnson's gone. Sherrod Green's gone. Damani Staley's gone. Mo Caba needs to be healthy. Um, Stone Blanton needs to get faster. Uh, I guess you got uh, the kid from Ole Miss from the portal. It's coming in, Gerard Willis, Ron Willis. Um, mm-hmm. Donovan Westmoreland could still make a move. Uh, yeah, Ben Martin I, Scott. I, I mean, you, you got some there. Yeah, just I, I do like that. I thought Ben Martin Scott should have played more. Just just me. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think they'll take a step forward. I, I, I just uh, – and look – I thought Carolina got better, was better at stopping the run this year than the previous year. That the end of those games were, you know, and they would adjust, you know, like Florida really ran all over them. But if you look at the game in the second half, they adjusted. Clemson started to run all over them, but didn't. And then Carolina figured out, well, Clemson's going to be one-dimensional because DJ couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Um <laughs> Uh, Sonder, uh, a Rattler interview I just saw said they are doing away with the long play calls and a million different combinations of players coming in and out. Craiger, amen, 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 and amen. That was that's unnecessary. Right. Why in the hell are you doing that? Yeah, it makes in no college sense. football. That's like a gift to the, the these defensive coordinators in college football. Man, they're trying to like stop the air raid <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and the tempo of like Chip Kelly at Oregon. Uh, and, and and some of those types of things, you know, Tennessee, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sit there and give them the formation, and you give them the personnel grouping, and they're sitting there for thirty seconds. Figure they're too quick on their feet to figure it out. They're, they're just, I mean, that's why Brent Venables versus Marcus Satterfield may have been the number one most mismatched coaching. <laughs> Even like we'll go back to two thousand three and Brad Scott versus Chris Kosh. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go all these coordinator matchups, Clemson versus South Carolina. They've not gone South Carolina's way or flip it around. Steve Spurrier versus Vic Koning or, mm. or Kevin Steele or, uh, you know, any kind of mismatch. I thought that was the biggest mismatch I've ever seen because all he did was just let Brent Venable sit there and lick his chops. I mean, yeah. you know, you have to, you know, you get to sit there and actually pause and think and, uh, you know, whereas you're playing Wake Forest, 
and, and they're meshing and going temp. I mean, you know, I, I just, I was just a horrible idea. Uh, unless you've got like an offensive line. Like, now, this is why Marcus Satterfield at Nebraska could work. Because what Nebraska needs to get back to is being gigantic and corn-fed on the offensive line. And, uh, like, Michigan this year could do that, right? Because Michigan had a big physical low line, blah, blah, blah. And even they were operated at a faster tempo. I just thought it was ridiculous. You know, what gets me a lot is not so much incompetence, but arrogance and incompetence and making things unnecessarily complicated. You know, so thank goodness Rattler said that, Craiger, and – you know, that's that's one of the things. Uh, Clint calls me Todd Ellis. I probably deserve that today. Charlito's uh, <laughs> way. Uh, so Tiffany says, Why, talking D, watching Tonka this last season, especially after the bowl game, saw just a little Melvin in him. He's a natural player, kind of like Melvin, so disruptive. Is it crazy to think they could play him an end and tackle? I think that's a common a common concern and idea that we're all going to have all offseason, but I'll tell you this. The, the defensive staff, they're very adverse to making position changes. Um, mm. They'll cross-train in the secondary and slide guys around back there. But, man, like 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 a lot of folks thought maybe Bam Martin Scott would uh, slide down to edge. Didn't happen. Brad Johnson slides to edge. Natural pass rush didn't happen. Um even in the bowl game, they, they sort of went with uh, Keenan Nelson and Nickel. So, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I just think that's one thing about this defensive staff. Number one, they're not going to make a, a lot of crazy position changes. And number two, you probably going to have to wait to halftime for them to adjust. But I do think they're good. And, and you, that's kind of a nice trade-off because when your defense is scoring that many touchdowns a season, <laughs> it, it, you know, it doesn't really make a crap how many yards you give up, right? You know, you get those right. turnovers and stuff. And, 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 you know, at the beginning of this year, you kind of worry, you know, oh, they're not getting turnovers. Is this kind of like uh, Muschamp's third year where they got them one year and didn't the next? No, nah, they started forcing them. They had plenty of, you know, pick sixes, two pick sixes in the bowl, all that stuff. Tiffany said, would that even work under White Steve? I think it would. You know, some people may say, oh, he's too slow to get out there. I think, you know, and, and, and some people did tell me, have t- mentioned that to me. I don't necessarily agree with it because I've seen, you know, I, I think he, I think if he's going to play out there some, you have to take 15 pounds off of him. But I, I don't, I, you know, and maybe he is too slow. But I, I don't think being slow was the problem in Jordan Birch was 275 pounds. I think he sucked in uh, is the problem of not being physical enough. Um, yeah. But who knows? You know, I, I, uh, I, but I doubt it's going to happen. I doubt it's going to happen. Uh, Brian says, hope all is well with vertigo. I had two spells last year. was told it was anxiety, but it was scary. And hope it was something not too major. Yeah, I, I thought I was dying. Um, and once I figured out I wasn't dying, I got mad and it was more annoying than anything. I was like, <laughs> I'm so pissed off about this. Like, right. Because yeah, like, it's just like, it's just like, is this ever going to end? And, you know, I'm cussing my doctor, and then I, you know, and then they finally gave me the other meds, and I feel pretty hunky dory today. Uh, pretty hunky dory. Um, Chris goes, "Good morning, clowns." Uh, Zach says, "Are the bears? The bears are hiring Kevin Warren as president and CEO." Thoughts? Well, he didn't have to move. 
gets to stay right uh, where he is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, big, the Big Ten's in Rosemont, and he just has to go. Um, I think it's another – now, look, there's – okay. I'm not a Kevin Warren fan. I've never been. I think the guy tried thought thought he was, like, so high and mighty that he, try, he tried to alone cancel college football during the pandemic. Uh, and I don't think it was as cut and dry as he and the presidents in that uh, league were talking about, as a lot of very smart people in the SEC uh, felt, too. That's a debate we could talk about over the summer. Uh, I don't give him any credit for getting Southern Cal and UCLA. I think that was Jim Delaney behind the scenes. Um, I will say this. The Bears have a stadium issue they have to address. And it's a big deal up here, too. Uh, the Bears have played at Soldier Field since the 20s. Yeah, that's but, a storied field too. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. going to be a fight. But when they when they redid it though, Phil, they didn't like build a new one like a replica because it's owned by it's a unique situation. It's owned by the like the Chicago Park District, and they're like, oh, they don't even mm. care about football. I yeah. mean, they would they would ban tailgating if possible. So they kept all the columns, and then it's like they dropped a spaceship down there. And it, yeah. it still sucks. It's still not good. It's a miserable place to go watch a football game, especially in the winter, but it's better weather. So I want to move it out to the suburbs, build a dome so Chicago can host Super Bowls and Final Fours and all that, and I understand. Well, the city's, like, not letting it go. They're like, well, we need it. They're almost threatening them and saying, I mean, I read a story yesterday. They're threatening the Bears and saying, you can't use Chicago in your name if you move. And somebody just pointed out, oh, really? Is it the Orchard Park Bills now? The New Jersey Giants and Jets? Yeah, right. The Inglewood yeah. Chargers and Rams? You know? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and believe it or not, the mayor and her ilk, and, and she's probably the worst mayor in America, just to be honest. But um, they're trying to, they, they said, well, fine, we're going to redo Soldier Field anyway and move the Jaguars up here. Um, and I say all that to say this because. Uh, um, I say all that to say this because uh, I, I I do think that given that Kevin Warren oversaw uh, the building of the Viking Stadium when he was there, uh, that he's probably much more qualified to guide the Bears as a president through all this uh, than he was to run the Big Ten. So, you know, get him the hell out of college football. Um, all right. So we, we got yeah, to take back to the professional league. Yeah. 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 Just go back and help them build their stadium and navigate all this and then just leave college football uh, alone. So um, that's the deal there. All right. So uh, we're going to take a break. First break of the show. We'll be back with more interaction. Got a good question here from Saunders. Uh, Clint's got something good with Willis, uh, and we'll talk some more recruiting and portal and all that nice stuff. Answered your questions today, folks. Uh, had had a good, nice, solid interactive show. I think, uh, admittedly, I was so frustrated with freaking Shopify today for two <laughs> hours that I did not check with Phil. So we don't have guests today, right, Phil? No, we no are guest. we are guest guestless today. Guest Just free. us. Guest free. It's, it's like a we're lonely, lonely uh, orphan children at Thanksgiving here, folks. Except all of you. Uh, we could do like a, a rendition of Oliver. <laughs> so anyway, also want to talk about why they are putting the movie Titanic back in the movies. Oh no, they're Valentine's not. Are they Day. really? Oh my yeah, goodness. yeah. I heard this on. 
Heard it on the radio this morning during carpool. Also had to deal with carpool this morning. Uh, and a 14-year-old that uh, he and, you know, me and his brother are in the car. His brother's got to be there, you know, earlier. Uh, and he said, spends 15 minutes blow drying his hair. And, and then, then he gets in the car and busts out the little bottle of Jim Chu cologne. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like, what is that? He's like, cologne? I'm like, no sh- crap, it's cologne. What kind, man? Or, or, is it Drake Car Noir? You know, are you wearing Eternity? Are you wearing Obsession? I'm, I'm going back in time. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was all about the, the Dracor Noir and the and the, the Eternity. But anyway, I decided to deal with that this morning, too. So I got a lot to say, folks. It's kind of a slow start, but we'll be back with more interaction. Nanosports chat box, iHealth Consulting, Mailbag. Uh, me and Phil, back after these messages. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Uh, This is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, to schedule a no-obligation consultation about a potential backyard retreat for your home. First hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call. She's in Spartanburg, 864-414-5271 for all your upstate residential real estate needs. So we're going to roll yes. into the second uh, segment here, just reeking of Axe body spray and cool water. <laughs> cool water. <laughs> Ooh, shoot, buddy. That's right. 76 um, brought it up here in the chat box. That made me remember. I was like, oh, yeah, I had some of that back in the day. Hey, and also, hope everything's working out, 76. Hope everything's going well with your family. And we've been praying for you, thinking about you, man. Absolutely. Clint says, is the lack of true linebacker film concerned you with Willis? He looks like more of a stand-up edge rusher, similar to Brad Johnson. Well, Brad Johnson. See, I thought he was uh, more of a cover guy. Like, he's got that speed to um, – Play more of a what is that the will position? Yeah, he, he he was he was close to the line of scrimmage. So the answer is no because that that spot at the will, and that may be something in the scheme. You know, I, I hate I, I'm not going to sit here and say Brad Johnson is the reason they gave up all those rushing yards at times, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, that spot supposed to kind of be a guy that rushes the passer and. All that, but I, I like I like I like Willis a little bit more than I did Brad out of high school. Brad out of high school played nose tackle <laughs> for Pendleton. Um, 
I will say this about him playing linebacker. Brent Venables and, and the Georgia staff at the time recruited him. and He was just below their offer board, but they liked him as a Mike linebacker. And then he kind of wandered around. So, you know, we'll see. And, and I'll say this about Willis and, and Pup Howard both. Those guys could grow into edge players, which, uh, you know, we'll see if they get moved, though, because that's, that's the thing. These defensive staff doesn't like moving people. They're, they're consistent. They're a lot like Shane Beamer, you know, just stay consistent, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruin Nation says, if we struggle stopping against the run next year, do, Lin- do Lindsey and White's seat get hot? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I think that as long as the defense is making plays, getting turnovers, that type of thing. Um, and, and look, you know, Stopping the run. Let me, you know, they did adjust. They did get better this past year, and I think I think a lot of it too, um, is probably the edge. But you know, if you're going back to Jordan Strawn over there, he's not exactly a big run stopping edge. So we'll see what happens. I, 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 I don't know. I, you know, hot seat talk right now. I'm just not. I'm not sure, and uh, I'll say this. Be, it, they better – they all have to be a disaster for Beamer to make a change. And they'll have to lose. You know, that, that's the thing, too, guys. It's like, you know, I, I think everybody's happy Satterfield left, right? And mm-hmm. he's no longer the OC because Carolina could have won a lot more. But when you're a head coach and you're, you're looking at it, you're like, well, my goodness, we're winning. You know, why, why blow it up and start over? Um, especially early on when you don't know if it's – limiting or not so we'll see um 76 is there going to be a constant issue with stone blanton and his shoulders came out of high school with some problems it seems to be an issue since he's not playing baseball this year i i, I think it's too soon in anybody's career to say this is going to be a constant issue you know i mean yeah. I, I think that uh you know that's they took him you know, he had some shoulder stuff. Uh, I didn't hear about anything he had this year, so so we'll see going forward. Craig Craig says, right said Corn Fred. <laughs> uh, James has a good question. He's talking about Trey John Jeffcoat, Missouri defensive end, attending classes in the spring. Are we not attend classes and attend Missouri and then transfer? How does that work? My understanding is he's in the portal and it's close close to a done deal. I think they're just waiting to announce it. He's from Columbia, does have to move across the country, but he's Columbia's home, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. He has to come from Columbia, Missouri. So I, uh, the drop ad date is not here yet. Mm-hmm. KFC in Africa is what about Harbor? Uh, I think everybody's going to ask me about Harbor for the next month. That's fine. I, and I'll tell you, I, I, I still feel like the Gamecocks have a shot, and that's about all I'm going to say. Uh, there's a lot of different things that could happen. And I'll say this, though. Uh, if you're worried about them not taking a portal receiver, um, and I know people want to pencil Harbor in at, at tight end, and, and that may be what position group he works with, but they're planning on playing him like Spurrier played Jared Cook. Um, you know, of course, we thought that's how they were going to play Gene Bell, and that didn't happen. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's not going to be a situation where – Owl Loggins is sitting there bragging about Nick Harbor's blocking getting better. 
You know, you know what position he's going to play touchdown. Uh, my point is, in the passing game, he, he's so unique and, and dynamic that, that he can kind of make up for – I mean, he, he, he can be a receiver next year, just like Jared Cook was, by the way. Um, you know, so I, I think it's good. I, I, I do think right now if they don't land anybody else at wide receiver, what you really are hoping is Xavier Leggett and Amarian Brown play their best football ever. Um, and then you get Landon Sampson to kind of step up. Kylie Horton will probably have to go quick. I don't know what to make about Omega Blake. He did get in on the bowl game and get a target. Um, and then the tight ends, Jacob Simon, Trey Knox. You, you got to use those guys. Simon Simon may just be a receiver in South Carolina, too, from what Hale was saying. Right. Uh, K, morning, Jeff Fowler, and uh, thank you for your service. Yes, sir. KFC says, I think it's cool how Green Bay does their stadium. Their fans actually have some ownership. Yeah, I had some Packers stock when I was a kid and Boston Celtics stock. Um, Y'all got a great mayor in Chicago, said no one ever. <laughs> All right, Craiger said, uh, Titanic is the last movie I've seen in theater. So here's what they're doing. They're, they're re-releasing it in like Ultra HD 3D. And like the radio, it's three hours long. It's a long time to have on 3D glasses. And the guy's like, I never finished the movie. <laughs> uh, he's like, does the did the boat sink? Yeah, yeah, I hate to ruin it for you, but the boat sinks. <laughs> Plot. Spoiler alert. It sinks. And, uh, and like, oh, but it's a love story. I'll never let go. And I started thinking about, you know, draw me like one of your French girls, Jack. Yeah, that, right. I, 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 just draw me like one of your friends. I was like, that is, that, that's one of those things where uh, it, 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 you can, it, as, as someone like me, you can use it out of nowhere and it, it's funny, but you should never like make a habit of saying it, right? It's kind of like calling a grown man silly. You know, I, I would never, I don't, you know, I mean, Phil, what if I called you and go, hey, Phil, you silly goose. You silly goose. You silly You're goose. Such a you. silly. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to do that. I mean, you know, you don't call another grown man silly. You don't quote those Titanic. Now, uh, I'll say some things like, let him up on the raft, okay? <laughs> I mean, and that's a point of contention in that movie. Yeah, there was you know, enough room up there, there for a, two. It's a the, DiCaprio <laughs> pop at the end. And, uh, and she's yeah, very average looking, I think. Uh, that's just me. That's why I don't like to talk about drawing her like one of the French girls, because that, go back there. I'm going to get off topic. I'm in trouble. Uh, he's, a, he's a frozen pup. It got to the point where James Cameron had to make, do a highly scientist, whatever that means these days, you know, to do an experiment to see if it was humanly possible if he could have gotten up on the, the, the plywood or whatever and survive. Now, yeah. now I kind of always thought, yes, but I'll tell you this, there's a, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, there's a Titanic museum. And uh, I went there with my ex-girlfriend one day. Uh, she had all these, Fortune Radio had all these free passes, right? I was three sheets to the wind, I'll just be honest. So my body temperature was a little warmer than it normally is. I'd been doing some day drinking, me and my buddy at the water slide, and then we get drugged to this thing. So it's like, okay, put your hand in the water, and it's just as cold as it was on that fateful night. They got some cool stuff there. They got like a watch. Uh, Ten minutes after Titanic sunk, it stopped, and they pulled it out of the bottom of the ocean. So it's really, that's kind of cool. It's some cool stuff there. 
So I stick my hand in it, man. And I literally thought my hand was going to turn blue after it's like, because I, I sat yeah, there man. and did the experiment. And so then I was like, hey, it may not have been possible. But then I'm wondering <laughs> how the hell did she swim to the canoe? You know? <laughs> and then, then why did oldie McOlderson throw the dang, uh, the, the big rock into the ocean? Cause she Jack. Well, maybe he shouldn't have pushed him off the raft. Maybe he should have just tried. A little effort goes a long a little way. Effort. He, That's drew, right. yeah. he drew you like one of his French girls, for God's sake. <laughs> you could have put up a little bit more effort. <laughs> I remember in high school when that came out, I was like, I hate I wasn't a big DiCaprio guy. I thought he was whiny. Now, nowadays, I think he's one of the best actors. You know, He's done Scorsese and everything else. Back then, I was like, ah, I'm DiCaprio. Remember Basketball Diaries? Ah, ah, I'm on heroin. I'm sick. Uh, and then, the, you know, Gil, don't get me started on Gilbert Grape either. They were all whiny. <laughs> I'm like, you, you paid a, you played a con artist that fell in love with a, with a, with a social light that froze to death. You, you played someone with a learning disability and you played a junkie and you whined through the whole thing. Oh, don't forget. Somebody Randy. got a hold of him and was like, you, you know, somewhere between that and the beach and the departed. DiCaprio became a great actor. <laughs> I don't know oh, how that the happened. The Beach, though, man. The Beach was a great movie. The Beach was good. <laughs> and so, I, so I'm sitting there going, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I wasn't a big DiCaprio guy. So I'm sitting there in high school watching this thing, and I'm like, <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, Clint, remembers <laughs> the, Clint remembers the smooth black Dracar Noir. Hey, there's Meredith, Gamecock Nation. Hey, Meredith. What's up, Meredith? Um, 76, hope your family situation better. Me too. Um, and praying me too. Uh, God is good. Just being patient. Nat says, hi, Craig. I hope Nat's not been listening to all this. Oh Lord. Um, okay. So he's, he was watching cover three and they said college football power brokers are talking about moving signing day up to July and August says the reason for us owning more of the calendar. I feel like high school opt-outs will come if true. Uh, said Sankey's leading the charge behind the scenes. Um, well, the good old high boys in cover three, in, right? Yeah, and that's an interesting I think that's, I, I'd cut a kid. Honest to God, mm-hmm. a kid opts out high school football his senior year with me. Um. I don't know. It depends on how good he is. <laughs> that's no, I mean, thing, you know? that's going to yeah. be a strike. That's going to be uh, – somebody's going to draw the line there. I mean, it, it, but um, Quantrell, I read that Sankey was talking about moving it back to the original date, in, like first weekend, of Feb, first Wednesday of February. Now, I always kind of thought an early signing date in August would be easier on coaches like right before yeah. you start practice. Um, but, yeah, opt-outs, man. And, and, you know, people – I mean, you got people writing – you know, and the DeMar Hamlin situation was unfortunate. I don't think that situation says anything danger of playing football that we didn't already know. But you got all kinds of car- football-hating columns out there in the political yeah. media. It's time we re- rethink football. No, no, it's not, you know. Some some lady had the gall to say boxing was an art form, but that football was just horrible. I'm like, dude, have you heard George Foreman talk? Uh, and and <laughs> Mike about Tyson getting your bell wrong, you know. I mean, yeah, Vander these guys. Holyfield's missing an ear, dog. You know, 
Um, but Quantrill, you, know you make boxers a good point. Brains I, are getting cut open post, you know, mortem for CTE examinations. Have we delved into that yet? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, man. I just think people don't like football because something we all like, and we, you know, everybody's so divisive these days. Football is something most of us like and get along about, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Sankey is saying that they need to adjust the calendar. Because, look, man, there's just too much going on with coaches right now in December. I don't know how they did it. No. You know, I you found it interesting that it was signing day that he kept talking about. It was like, you know, I, I figured he would be, you know, let's, let's adjust the portal windows. Because I think that's more of a distraction than the the early signing period, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not a coach, but, you know, it just seems to me like having this portal open up right after essentially the regular season uh, and then throw early signing day on top of that, I think the portal is more of an issue. I think you should just keep it closed until this week. This is the week it should open. After the national championship, yeah, the portal should open. You know, and here, here's the thing, too, Philip. I, I – Maybe, maybe, maybe that is a distraction. It also can hurt with uh, bowl game. I mean, they want to get the bowl games better, uh, all that stuff. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know. I, I've always thought August signing period, if you want to go early, would work. But, I mean, at that point, man, I, I think you're going to make a t- – the earlier you do it, I think the more mistakes you're going to make in recruiting. And then the yep. more guys you're going to have in the portal anyway. But, yeah, the por- the portal dates this year, Phil, are what really – you're right. It's what screwed it up. Because, yeah, coaching changes, bowl practice, signing day coming up. Um, and I think Sankey's right, you know, regardless of, of where where they move it. I, I, I'm with Quantrell a little bit, though, about it. Um, you know, uh, Clint says, I told y'all yesterday, Blake Franks wasn't a lock to Clemson, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I agree, Clint. Uh, Gamecocks have made a big push. Hale's Clemson confidence is down to two. Greenville kid, though. Greenville kid, though. So That's we'll tough. That'd be tough, but it'd be great to pull two Greenville kids next year. <laughs> it I would be great. They're all big, though. Um, Smith says, I wonder why Tyler Brown, also from Greenville High School, hadn't been getting looks until Clemson offered him. Yeah, that may be one South Carolina should have looked at. Um, you know, GameCop fans talks about Nick Harbor. He says, since we have a good track team, that should be a major difference also. Yeah, I'll say this, though. If he visits Oregon, I know you guys, it's kind of funny. Oregon and Florida State are like public enemy one and two now around here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like track heaven. And LSU is a good one, too. Clint says having his girlfriend here should help, too, I think, for now. But, again, it's a high school relationship. Like, the girl I sat in Titanic with in high school was gone in six months. My choice. Right? Bye. I almost Adios. didn't go to college because of the same girl that I saw Titanic with. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. going there too. I almost pulled out. That, yep, it took yeah some swaying to get me back in the fold there. <laughs> yeah, the, the baker on Titanic survived the water temps because he got so drunk. That's what surprised me because I don't know that I was drunk. I think, I mean, I'd have had a few, but uh, <laughs> my my hand almost turned blue. I thought my body temperature was up. Todd Smith says, heard rumors about Rocket Sanders entering the portal. Any word on that? Phil, do you, would you like to address that? 
you know, Rocket Sanders entering the port. You know, there was a lot of talk about what their running backs coach at Arkansas leaving and then taking Rocket with him to go somewhere. Um, you know, I don't know. I think with Bryle staying put, I doubt it. I don't see him going anywhere. I don't know. That's that's kind of what I think. And and you know, it, it, here's Rocket Sanders. If he does enter the portal, is going to be you know a, a free for all for bags of money. You know, I, I mean, it's yeah, just he, yeah. It's I, like I, I it's never be money, 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 money. <laughs> Jimmy Smith's from Darlington, right? And if there was an opening at running backs coach, I I do think he would be a legit candidate for the job. I think you have to pay him, you know, but, uh, guys, that was, that was a rumor. It was out there. It's the people that probably should have, should know were propagating it. And it's the people that should have probably known better after other people said, I hadn't heard anything about it. And everybody on the staff says, no, um, should have probably could not continued to talk about it, but you know, I'm not going to tell anybody else how to do their thing. Um, and I'm sorry, uh, you know, that you guys got, I don't know, bought into that. It's kind of like the tooth fairy a little bit. Um, yeah, I would think, I mean, you know, with the, with the extension of Hardesty, I'd, I'd say yeah. pretty well close the door on all the Rocket Sanders. Yeah, and, 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 and when, mm-hmm. when I started thinking about Rocket Sanders, it's like it only makes sense if Smith comes and then he's just so sold on playing for Smith because, he, he look, he he, he consciously and, and Step recruited him for Arkansas, right? But he consciously went to Arkansas over South Carolina out of high school. He's a star at Arkansas. Smith is very close to Sam Pittman. Everybody in Arkansas laughed at me when I asked them about this. Everybody inside the building laughed at me when I asked about this. I I don't know where this came from, but, uh, you know, and it's unfortunate because friends of mine repeated it that are in this business and, you know, but I didn't. So there you go. I just said, eh, it's a rumor. And it was. Nat doesn't let me control the, um, the iPod because I don't play cheaty eighties and nineties artists like salt and pepper. Maybe I've never heard you play. I hope you're not playing push it with some other dude out there. I hope that's not, I hope you're not mixing me up with somebody. That would suck. The other Jason. Oh, push it. CJ. All right. So there's some legit questions coming up. Um, yeah. We got to take another break. We'll be right back. On Inside the Game Cast Show. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. 
If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it, let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. You know what? I like that music. That's that's my kind. Of, that's my speed right there. But welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks the show, brought to you by Express Sunrooms. Give John Barber and his team a call eight zero three four four six four six six two in Columbia to talk about potentially enclosing a patio or porch, or even an outdoor retreat for your backyard. And of course, first hour of the show, Cindy Searfoss, Coldwell Banker Kane here in Spartanburg. Give her a call. She'll be happy to help you sell or buy a new house. 864-414-5271. Woohoo! Yeah. NASCAR chat box is on fire today. Uh, Charles says, any word on Trey John Jeffcoat? Still here at status quo. Looking good for the Gamecocks. JC, I tweeted you the article from Corn about the receiver from Aiken. Clemson just offered. He's a blazer. Yeah, Staley? Yeah, I need to ask about that. That maybe one clips it through the old fastball by the Gamecocks. So, you know, unless he's like a kid that really wants to go to Carolina, maybe it's an Antonio Williams situation. So we'll see. Um, what you thinking about Rocket? People were trying to wish that into existence. We were a second pick out of so Yeah, my thing was this. Depending on which way he goes and if he goes home before he comes to Columbia, he's going to have to go through Baton Rouge. <laughs> he's going to have to Go near Oxford and Starkville one turn. Alabama and Auburn. Tennessee's right there. I mean, I, I just, you know, Rockledge is sort of close. I, I, I just, man, I just didn't think. I, I was just like, that's a lot of NIL money. Unless <laughs> Jimmy Smith just was like, all right, I'm coming and I'm bringing you with me, and that was it. That's right. Who's so, coming with me? <laughs> <laughs> Jared Jerry says we don't have the bag for Rocket, but we need Jimmy. Well, it's not going to happen. You got Montario nope. Hardesty. Um, Tiffany says I don't understand why the the transfer portal window is like 14 days, yet over a month in December. I have to agree with Phil. Open it in January for 14 days, and honestly, extend the May period from May 1st to 31st. The argument against a big long one in May is like the Jordan Addison thing. You, play, uh, you go through spring practice. And then you got a month to worry about holding on to your players. So that's the yeah. deal there. Um, I would actually, I would have it open three days after spring and say no, not no more after this. Uh, but I kind of maybe agree with Phil that 
if you opened it after the national championship game and then maybe had a second high school or second signing day and bumped it back a week so you can come back and backfill. Mm-hmm. Back, 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 backfill. F I L L, not P H I L. Backfill. I think that would work, and and I, you know, and, and that's the thing. I was talking about to, to somebody like one of the higher ups at twenty four seven the other day called me and asked my opinion on something, and I was telling him I was like, for our business, December is nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've seen the numbers the last two years of December. It's crazy. Um, so so I, I don't think it'd be a bad idea to kind of have go back to having some January drama. Uh, and, and even I, I also think this, I, I think because of the portal, you maybe even want to consider giving high school guys a chance to, to sign even later than, than I mean, as you can, actually, technically you can sign after signing day. Um, but you know, I think that that's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing to look at. Something's got to give, though. Um, Daniel says, "How bad does the Florida five-star quarterback situation affect the Gators?" Yeah, I was going to bring this up sometime today. What Jaden yeah. Rashada is that who we're talking about? And this, this is a uh, this cat has this eight right. <laughs> and he's Can you just believe it? Sue, just wants to sue the NCAA. So he's openly talking about NIL deals for high school players, which is a no-no. And then he got Miami that's continuing to play that game. I think they're a bunch of – I think that guy that's – they got basically one NIL guy down there, and I think he's a complete moron. Mm-hmm. I think – I mean, you, you know, all, they went seven and five under Diaz the last, his last year. And they're like, we're not going to take it anymore. We're the U. So they got and spent all this money on Cristobal, who's a really good coach, um, and then start spending money on players. And, you know, what'd that get them? Blown out by Middle Tennessee at home, Duke at home, Pitt at home, and against their rival Florida State, who they normally play close no matter how good or bad they are. 45 to 3 again. Drum roll, please. At home. They played Virginia. Mike Morgan called that game. It was an overtime game and not a single touchdown was scored. The U of old, they are not. But they probably they probably have more raw talent than they've had in a while. But when you pay players like that, like they're talking, good luck, good yeah. luck. And this then this guy that's out there, that's the uh, the the Mister Fair Market Value. I'm an agent, idiot. Uh, he's got the good of the game is not even close to his, you know, his motivation. And, and this kid's a good player. He's not worth eleven million dollars. You know, anybody that says a high school quarterback outside of a guy like even Trevor Lawrence coming out, who was a can't miss guy or Justin Fields, anybody that thinks an incoming quarterback from high school, with the exception of like an Arch Manning, who already has a lot of brandability because of who he is. Okay, that's that's different. That's legit. Anybody says a high school quarterback's worth seven figures. Uh is a moron a moron uh, that has an agenda and knows nothing about the game. Uh, and that's most of them, you know, that's not all of them, but you know, like, like with this kid, the Tennessee kid, all I heard was generational talent. I'm like, do do people not understand the definition of a generation anymore? (laughs) 
You, you don't have I mean, generational you, talent, you know. Yeah, and and you've got you've got NFL starting quarterbacks outside of rookie contracts not making eleven million dollars a year. It's just asinine. It, it's it's just insane. It's especially when you look. Go back and look at all these five-star generational guys and the hit rates on them. Mm. Not very good, Peter. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> Not Jared very. says, has Jay Graham returned to coaching? I think he's coaching in high school. Um, Timothy says, JC, how's it looking on the NL front with all the high-profile recruits? I know it's not supposed to be used for recruiting, but it is. We held on class this year, but it's getting crazier. Again, anybody that you know, doesn't come to a place because they're getting paid seven figures. Number one, go take that money because it's life-changing money. Number yep. two, you're not going to amount to, to quote uh, Chris Farley. Chances are you're not going to amount to jerk squat as far as being a football player goes. It's just, <laughs> why do child actors peak when they do? Now, the kid that played uh, Elliot in E.T., where's he? What, what does he do now? What, what, what is he selling tires or is he in rehab? You know, uh, now every now and then there's one worth it. Now I so said like the only two South Carolina recruits uh, in the modern era, right. That I would have even cons- thought about that much money is, is worth it. Would have been Marcus Lattimore and Jadebi and Clowney. And look, look at, look at what you got with Marcus though. You got a ready made elite running back. That's what you're missing. There's a difference between seven and six and the SEC East. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clowney, uh, because he committed later and because he was the number one player in the country and all that, uh, Eric Hyman made a point that, you know, he brought about $10 million worth of publicity to the school already. So, yeah, you're bringing that in already. Looks like Arch Manning is bringing that to Texas already. He's worth it. But, man. I mean, could you imagine giving Jimmy Clausen $10 million to sign with Notre Dame? <laughs> you know? I mean, and, and none of these kids, the Tennessee kid or the Florida kid, they're not Cam Newton uh, out of junior college. Uh, they're not – hell, they're not Cam Newton out of high school. They're not uh, Vince Young. You know, any running back, I guess that's not Adrian Peterson. Most are not Leonard Fournette. I mean, come on, think about it. So, uh, I think uh, to, to your point, though, South Carolina uh, is getting their act collectively. Everybody's getting their act together as far as uh, um, NIL goes, and it's not going to be a big problem. And the kids that want it just don't recruit them. Who cares? Chances are you're going to find somebody better or just as good that doesn't have those stars by their name that's going to be fine. And that's one thing as a fan base, everybody's got to start chilling out about. Okay. Don't panic. I mean, okay, Miami has the number three recruiting class in the country. Balt. Paid for. Do you guys think when you add those bunch of Balt guys to this bunch of entitled soft guys that don't even care enough to compete against Pitt to get to a bowl at home in front of (laughs) hundreds of fans? I mean, where – it's all about the U. This is the U turned into like Beverly Hills High School. <laughs> it's Beverly Hills 90210 right now in Miami. The, the biggest swag program in the history of college football has turned into something that Luke Perry should be like playing a part in. Yeah, let's ask five-win Jimbo how that works. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Jimbo's team at least competed. Right, this least, is true. <laughs> Miami, dude, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you get all the way to the end, and you're like, oh, we're, we're, we're five and six, but got Pitt at home, and Pitt just beats the tar out of them. You know? I'm like, where have you got? You're supposed to be Miami, and it's not about I – mean, they're, they're going to be like the Thurston Howell the third Bushwood Country Club team. <laughs> They're soft. They're soft as butter, uh, and uh, it's not going to get better. And, and so I, th- I think as fans, you know, just chill, just think it, think about it. It's it's more about playing money ball now than ever, because you've got to factor in instant millionaires to go to college, and the fact that you've got a million dollars in the bank and you're in college, Phil. I, I think me and Phil may be dead if we'd had that much money in college. Maybe well, I'll guarantee you I wouldn't have it now. No, no, that'd be <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wouldn't have it now. So, but and and wouldn't probably have very much to show for it, other than maybe a piece of property that I would have had enough forethought to buy some land. But beyond that, oh, no. I'd have spent that. <laughs> It'd be like Dumb and Dumber. That's better than cash. Those are IOUs. Those are IOUs. <laughs> Lamborghini, two hundred twenty-five thousand. Better hold to that one. So, uh, and, and Tiffany, I'll say this too because I'm kind of in the middle of it. There's players on South Carolina's roster right now that have gotten deals that I'm aware of. Uh, could probably make more delivering pizzas <laughs> uh, if you if you work really hard during a month. Um, maybe not. Yeah, pizzas. Yeah, because I, I think DoorDash you could definitely make more. These guys are so appreciative. They're going to be million. I mean, they're going to be wealthy people in a couple of years because they're going to the NFL. So not everybody's all about the money. And, and I think in this sport, in this sport, basketball is different. In this sport, it's, it's developmental. You have to work. You you don't get anything. You know, you don't just become a pro. And that's where the idiots kind of they're, they're taking that NBA mindset. There's there's not. You know, there's not going to be like a Kevin Garnett and then a Kobe and then this guy and that guy. They all these guys coming from high school. They'd be to the no. They'll be once one every five or six years. Trevor Lawrence, probably back up, play whatever. We'll take a break and uh, more questions for the Nanosports chat box. More fun right here on the show. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Walk, walk, easy. He's got a tire by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest 
exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662. Mention that you heard it here and decide to start a project with him. He will give you a $500 discount off of your total project cost. Happy to extend that to him. We're trying to get John on, JC, but uh, he's he's having to work. So uh, apparently he's getting some calls. Y'all hit him up too. Good. Yeah, he's, yeah man. Uh, got a... Uh, Work going on. That's interesting. <coughs> interesting. Well, that's popped in. He said, what's up, killers? Hope you're doing well. Uh, Craig says, no, after standard 85, uh, how many transfers DSCS taking in addition to Harbor if he comes? I don't have the numbers off the top of my head. I have to break it down. Mm-hmm. I, I can see them adding two or three more. Um. Tiffany says, I like, JC, I like a better, honest, I like that better, honestly. Open for a week in January after the national championship game and three days after spring practice. Yeah, pooper, get off the pot. Yeah. Okay. You know, pooper, get off the pot. The only exception uh, I would make to that is like the, like they currently do with the uh, graduate transfer rule. Yeah. I would say, yeah, yeah perpetually I, open for graduate transfers. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And if there's a coaching change, everybody gets released. Um, Willis goes, if I'm the Gators, I'll let the kid walk. Seems the family's obviously holding them ransom. It's the agent, though, too. Not sure you can mend a situation like this. And, yeah, it was kind of funny because Napier's like, oh, he's, he loves the game. He's a he's a gamer. He's a, he's a, he's a gym rat type guy and just loves it. And we bonded and we have all this – we have special relationship. And I'm like – Really? Because he decommitted from you already once for $2 million more a year. And then he got him back. So how special is that relationship? Yeah, real tight. <laughs> I mean, this lady that, that Matt worked with, right? I'm just going to say this. I mean, so she was married to a PE teacher. Nice guy, right? Blonde, decent-looking woman, right? And uh, one day she leaves for this dude that looks like Danny DeVito from the Batman is the penguin. Like skin color and all. But he's loaded. 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 This <laughs> P coach, you know, he's probably going to just like dump her, let her walk, and go pick up a really nice woman with a soul at your nearby bar having a few beers and talk about playing dodgeball, you know, to get, man, let's play dodgeball together. Right. 
you know, uh, and she's going to have a life of, of, of luxury, but misery. Cause you always gotta, you always gotta kind of pay the piper, you know, so to speak yeah. in that situation. And, uh, going to be hanging with the penguin in tropical locations while he's wearing a speed up. That's beautiful. But anyway, so she likes her diamonds. So, so the point of all that is, do you think that guy, the P coach, who was married to her young first love, whatever, and she walks off because the penguin threw some diamonds at her. Do you think that guy's sitting there going, we have a great relationship. If she came back, let's say she came back and then left again, which I, I like that. A former friend of mine's mother did that to a guy one time. It's crazy, but that's a different story. Um, if she came back, left and came back again, and went went for two million more, this guy is, oh, you know, whatever, and came back and then left again, and is about to leave again. And you know, he's sitting there talking about how special she is and how they bond, and you know, how she just loves being in this relationship and all that. What does that make that guy look like a moron? <laughs> Now, coaches say ironic things, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, uh, C. Payne says Loxley's on the top of his most hating list, and everybody's talking about living in a van down by the river. Um, Jared says, here's an interesting scenario. I was going to talk a little about Dabo. B. Clemson for a second straight year, and Dago, Dabo packs it up and goes to the NFL, and Clemson is done. How does that sound? <laughs> I don't think Carolina beating Clemson has anything to do with Dabo staying at Clemson or not. Remember, the Gamecocks beat him five years in a row. They didn't stay. He just sat there and built a program. Now, I think all this other crap in college football, I think Dabo can take a loss to the Gamecocks because um, all he's got to do in that situation, if, if, if he feels inferior, is point to the trophies. And that may be unfair, but that's the truth. I think all this other stuff in college football, though, and I think especially if Florida State, and they start falling behind the ACC, and they get back to, like, the Bowden era where if they won nine, there's a parade, you know? <laughs> and they're like, oh, that Peach Bowl. I mean, they can't even go to the Peach Bowl anymore, guys. You know, because the, the Peach Bowl used to be, like, the number two team from the ACC, and now it's a New Year's Six. Yeah, now um, it rotates, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think if Clemson, uh, if nobody rises up in the ACC, and I have my doubts that'll ever happen, um, you know, Clemson with the way the 12-team playoffs formatted, they've got a good shot of getting there four out every five years. But I think some of this other stuff, this NIL stuff, this, I mean, you can just kind of tell, uh, instead of like embracing it sort of like Nick Saban did, after a year, he complained and then started embracing it. You know, Clemson's one of those places that they've done things their way when they've been successful for so long. Um, and this is just so much different than what they're used to doing. And really a lot of schools that uh, you have to wonder if they're going to adjust. Um, happy, happy, happy. said Texas A&M had a top five NIL paid for team last year. Look what happened. Yep. Jimbo and Saban Edwards are, yep. Um, Lance says, I love the money ball aspect. Go find production value at key positions. And, and you just want to get, uh, you just got to get a, uh, I don't know. You, you got to get a, uh, you know, a guy that's close, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's all about talent evaluation, you know, especially with these young guys. Uh, you know, there's there's diamonds in the rough out there. Or kids from schools who don't get a lot of hype and, you know, so they don't have, you know, overinflated delusions of grandeur. You know, they just, they're just good, solid players who are willing to work their asses off and then, you know, prove themselves. And they got three years to do it before, you know, their dreams of moving on to the NFL. Yeah, those are the guys that uh, they you know get. There's many a guy that, that's uh, that I've seen that's like the tenth ranked receiver in the country, mm. and the top four receivers in that class go nowhere and do nothing, and then this guy's top pick. It, it, football is not linear. I mean, you're, you you go up and down in the sport. Spencer's a millionaire, and you never know it. He's the type of kid that's mature enough and can handle it. And a lot of that, too, Craig, is not just like, give me money to play. Spencer's got, you know what I'm saying? He's He's got, look, I'm wearing a Spencer Rattler golf hat right now. No. Yeah, because mm. I like the gear. He had it professionally designed. Uh, same thing at Oklahoma. He does commercials. He's a spokesperson. Um, yeah, he probably got something just playing, but... Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, th- that's a guy, and he didn't get it out of high school uh, one way or the other. Jeff says, can you do an incentive Lauren NIL deal? Are you talking about Lauren Holly or Ralph Lauren, like Polo? Are we back on Cologne? <laughs> uh, Sonner says, Cologne like commercial season's working. over now. That's only during Christmas. <laughs> that's right. Um, Oswald Koppelbot. <laughs> Oswald Koppelbot, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Lance says, I want Super Mario Henderson to ball out this season. Kid has size, speed, and a nasty streak. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you know, like like one of the top, I think some people are starting to figure it out, one of the top players in the portal this year is from Hillsborough College. Uh, not the one... Not the like conservative in there, Hillsboro, I was at Hill Grove, something like that. It's someplace in Pennsylvania. So, uh, yeah, and I think I think what's good is if you're like South Carolina and you've actually been recruiting the lower levels, you just laugh. You want to get this overrated four star guy from some big time program because you just think he's good because he was there. Good, just go ahead. I'll take Juice Wells. I'll take, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll take Nate Atkins. Okay. Yeah, who would that be better, Nate Atkins or Austin Stogner? Well, all was said and done. Nate. That's right. Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate. You know, uh, is Malik McLean from FSU had the portal yesterday. 6'4", that can run. It's his money year. South kind of interested. I think Spencer coming back. Well, also a speculation on the message board. Um, with these guys that are in the portal now, or just got in the portal, if – Quantrell, if they show up for visits and we'll have that list, then um, it's fine. But uh, other than that, you know, it's just uh, I, I know folks like to mention all these li- all these list of guys and stuff, but I haven't heard anything with that. But yeah, I mean, they should be on it. But a lot of these guys just don't want to do it. Derek Mason's not coming back to Ohio- Oklahoma State. That's interesting. Uh. Hillsborough College is in Michigan, the conservative one that is. Yeah, this is a B-R-O-U-G-H. Garrett asks, way too early impressions. Are we worried about that first game against UNC? I think so. I think you worry about it. I think it's one South Carolina can win. Um, 
at some point, you'd think some of their highly regarded defensive guys will start to play some ball. I mean, think about that. Won't be quite so soft this year. I mean, five, four, you know, I think they started like, you know, their front four was nothing but four and five star guys. Hmm. Very interesting. Dre Bly, who was like their best recruiter, he they mutually agreed to part ways with him yesterday because he was so bad of a coach. And he recruited all these stud players, right? But it was that bad as a coach. Hmm. And Mac Brown, I mean, Mac Brown had to fire him. It's like, you know. Um, but I think Drake May is obviously going to be an important part. You know, they lose Josh Downs, who's going to be a high draft pick. Who South Carolina should have recruited out of high school. I have no idea why they didn't. Um, and uh, so he's got to find some weapons. You know, who's going to run the ball for them, that kind of thing. Uh, how's our offensive line going to be? But Drake May is a special player. Yeah. Uh, I also think this game is going to be billed as like a Titanic quarterback battle. Um, and I'm going to say this. Uh, the best thing South Carolina fans can do heading into next season uh, is act like Charlotte's the Gator Bowl and fill that bad boy up because North Carolina people are going to show up to a certain extent. Uh, and I know most, some of you really have a problem with playing in Charlotte, but it's the last one. <laughs> yep. So, so unless you go to the mayonnaise bowl, which I think is one of the best, most unique bowl, uh, situations now with the PR. I mean, this is mayonnaise everywhere and all that. But look, uh, show up, make it a home game. That 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 would be the deal there. Uh, that would be my suggestion uh, about that game. Um, but uh, and I and I think that you'll get a better kickoff time this year because I the, the, I think the networks will like that matchup. Um, Jared says, "Was Birch the crap your pants d- deflection this year, uh, or was this a, a surprise?" I had, a, I had a feeling he was going to leave, but that the, the crap your pants thing was Gilbert Edmund leaving for however much money it was. Yeah, that one that was, one like, was the surprise one. I'm like, geez, wow, okay. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, look, man. man. I was like, really? Really? Uh, now, I'll say this. If you break that up monthly, it's not that much you know, in the grand scheme of things with NIL. But, uh, you know, they they said, well, he wanted to go home because of a family situation. I'm like, well, I guess Tallahassee technically is closer to Fort Pierce than Columbia, but it's not a straight drive. You know, it's, you don't just get on 95 and go, you have to go across 10 and then down. So I don't know. I don't know how much closer to home that really is, but, uh, that's good. Um, and Lance says, oh, yeah, we're going to be lit in Bank of America. Lance says, this is going to be a big game. May versus Rattler time is up to town. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Garrett says, why do you think we have so much trouble recruiting in North Carolina? Uh, it's been kind of a recent thing. Um, South Carolina says goodbye, I think, to two offensive line starters from North Carolina and a linebacker starter from back there. Uh, Matt Brown had a little bit to do with that when he came back to UNC, but I uh, – you know, what I was told was this uh, by this staff. Yes, they'd love to recruit some of the stud players in North Carolina. But right now, your best of the best, if they're not going to UNC, they're like snobbish. 
<laughs> about where they want to go. They want to go to Georgia. They want to go to Ohio State. They want to go to a Notre Dame because some of those kids are Notre Dame. It's just they don't have any interest in coming to South Carolina. Uh, Clemson's getting less and less guys from up there, too. So then the guys Carolina can make a living on in that state, i.e., the dudes that are probably better than some of these uh, prima donna marshmallow snowflakes that are demanding to go to Ohio State or whatever. Because, look, I've, I've dealt with North Carolina for a while. Uh, sometimes it's where you get the kid too. Um, you know, those kids you can make a living on the Melvin Ingrams of the world. Um, they are all kind of opting for, for NC state because coaches staff's been there. They're a solid program. Uh, Carolina hadn't been beaten head to head by state and that many guys, but, um, you know, so it's just kind of the way it's going. And then number three, this coaching staff, while, well, yeah, there's players they'd like to get, um, like, the, like the DN from Durham this year, Harvey. That's one that they'd love to have had. Um, the Charlotte defensive end um, that went to Tennessee late, that's one they would like to have had. But but it's not your top of the – I mean, Noah Rogers, they had, uh, you know, when they found out what he was getting NIL-wise from Ohio State, there's no chance uh, – Clemson didn't even call him after that. Um so, uh, that, that's number two. Number three, they feel like with the the numbers they could get out of North Carolina every year, and, and look, this is kind of an interesting thing to me because I've always believed if South Carolina could end up being the school of choice in North Carolina, that there would be a lot of guys, you know, because the Carolinas combined, I think they're like fifth with NFL players overall behind just the big four. Um. They then do better and get better players, better athletes, uh, easier guys to get recruiting the DMV right now in the Northeast because you can offer those kids something different and you don't necessarily have to compete with their Georgias and uh, all brands and they're not as brand obsessed. Um, so, yeah, now South Carolina starts rolling off wins and championships and becomes that brand. It's good, but you look, man, they're having trouble getting guys to visit from the state of North Carolina right now. You know, I think if they visited, they'd be very good. Uh, Tiffany says, we need a movie that stars Christopher Walken as Al Davis in his later years. <laughs> Who's going to play Lane Kiffin? Who's <laughs> well, is that, like Ryan Reynolds is, is he... Lane Kiffin? Oh, that, that's that a one, pretty maybe? good choice. That's a pretty good choice. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and Christopher Walken. Hey! I just want to – you need to start coaching a little better. I don't know. Uh, uh, Quantrell says, I don't know why Carolina fans hate playing in Charlotte. I love it. It's pretty much Gamecock North, a lot of alumni. Yeah, it is. A lot of guys up there. I, I don't know where it stems from. I think there's been disappointing performances up there lately. And then I think with, with the other games, the kickoff time. I mean, the first time – so the first time they played East Carolina there on a Saturday, the whole fan base is used to opening on a Thursday night at home. So it sucks. And the opener, the part that is the, the opener part of it kind of sucks. Everybody wants to go to Williams Bryce and tailgate or, or take a nice road trip to another stadium. Um, and then the next time, man, I'll never forget 2015. They, they, they kicked this bad boy off 530 afternoon on a Thursday night in Charlotte. 
And I'm like, you know, if, if you ever driven around Charlotte, that road that goes around it, look, kids, Big Ben Parliament, you know. I got, uh, what's that? What's the band that goes? There you go. I'm stuck. Please, please, please do not. Violent Femmes. Violent Femmes, yeah, okay. In, in college, I got, I got kind of, you know, I was having a good time at a Violent Femmes concert. This old girl I was with, Converse College chick. Never forget it. So we go, and you know, I'm like, eh, I don't think things are gonna work out with me and her. And um, she's driving because me and my buddy are just wasted. And we get on that road going around Charlotte. She's from Maine, only person I've ever met from Maine. Uh, hell of a concert, though, by the way. And we get on that road that goes with a belt freeway or whatever, and we keep going around and around and around. And I just start, me and my buddy just start going, hey, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> Parliament. <laughs> Big Ben, Parliament. Look, it's Big Ben, Parliament. Shut up. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> Are you drinking beer in the car? <laughs> no. No. This, not you. It's a, it's, a, it's a road soda. Yeah. Anyway, soda. <laughs> fun times. I just thought about that. So anyway, you got to kick off this game at 5.30 between oh, the mighty Tar Heels and mighty Gamecocks, the border battle. You kick it off at 5.30 on a Thursday? You know, nobody's getting – people can't even get – I couldn't even find a place to park. And I had a media pass. Last game ever – last game I sat in the press box in my entire career, by the way. Uh, mm. Gamecocks won. So, so then at 17, that was a little bit better because I think it was like a 2.30 or 3.30 – Afternoon against State. That was a big, good crowd, too. Well, then the losses started happening under Muschamp. The Belt Bowl of Virginia. The, the loss to North Carolina in the opener. Blah, blah, blah. Gamecocks went back last year. Not a huge crowd, but a big win. But, look, this is going to be a different story because this is probably going to be two top 25 teams. You know? Um, and I know South Carolina fans don't really respect any ACC schools except Clemson and all that. But I think, uh, you know, so we'll see. I, I just hope there's a big crowd that goes. Uh, and I like going to Charlotte. Charlotte's downtown's nice, all that good stuff. In fact, look for yours truly to be at the opener this year and probably Phil too. Yep. Most likely Phil. Unless Already planning on, on it. Already yep. kind of planning yep. on it. Um, Clint says, hopefully we can get the 2024 receiver out of North Carolina. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I don't think they will, Clint. Uh, and I hope that if he does come to South Carolina, you come and tell me I'm an idiot. Did he visit? I don't. He hasn't even visited, has he? I think he's been in a couple of times. He's one of those guys that's been in a couple of times. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of somebody. Uh, else. I don't even know who that is. Well, I wanted to check that out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the same thing about top receivers out of North Carolina last year. But it's just – there's just something in that state right now that it's just – it's not – kids just aren't feeling the Gamecocks. And, frankly, I don't, I don't think the staff cares. I mean, I think they care, but they, uh, I think they care more about – I'll put it this way. They care more about finding a way around it and going uh, – and just expanding into other places uh, than they do – about, oh, my God, our program's doomed uh, if we don't get into North Carolina. And, look, hey, that's ha – because South Carolina's always gotten a certain amount of kids out of Florida. They could have done more under Muschamp in Florida. 
uh, a certain amount of kids out of Georgia. You just got to get the right kids. The, 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 the state's always been extremely important. But then the missing piece in a lot of ways, when you look at the numbers, was North Carolina. What I respect about this staff is they're like, all right, these North Carolina kids don't want to come. Screw them. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go further north, and we'll go west, and we'll find a way. Now, a lot of this too is because of, um, you know, the portal and all that. You can kind of backfill. Um, but yeah, let me find who this guy is real quick. But yeah, I just uh, is it Taylor and, and that's it. or that's a, that's a that's a change for me because I've always been steadfast. Got to get the guys out of North Carolina. I just yeah. don't know that that's the case anymore because if you can get three, four stars out of the DMV a year, that's just about as many as you can realistically get out of North Carolina. Uh, Jonathan Paler from Burlington Cummings. No. Let's see, they've already got a guy going to Notre Dame. Uh, this <laughs> Ethan Calloway kid from Mooresville. Damn it. Bryce Young from Charlotte Christian hadn't sniffed him. Is it Alex Taylor from Greensboro or Isaiah Crumpler? Now, Isaiah Crumpler is from Greenville, North Carolina. And that's Eastern North Carolina. So, Micah Gilbert, Jordan Ship. You know, who, who knows? Who knows? I know, I'll say this Denas White, six foot six, 310 pound defensive lineman, is coming in uh, for. Um, Man, there's a lot of wide receivers in for North Carolina with offers. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are coming. rich. <laughs> yeah, Denise White's coming in for junior day, so we'll kind of see what happens there. All right, Phil, we're ready for – is this a final break coming up? We can hit it, yeah. We'll hit our final break of the day. Or no, did we – we skipped one. Oh, so we're owed two? Yeah. We got to get two. So we got to get two in. We're going to get one in now, one in pretty soon. Uh, Ryan's asking about 2024. That's pretty good. Uh, and that's a good subject. We'll talk about that when we get back. Jamie Bradford pops into the Nanosports chat box. We'll talk about that. Uh, and have more fun as we wrap it up on a Thursday. Well, we got one break still to come, but we'll take a break now on the show. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. You can't handle the truth! Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support Inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, 
get in the stands with fan plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, or shoot him an email at johnb at expresssunrooms.com to set up an appointment to talk about a potential outdoor retreat, backyard retreat for your home, maybe close in a patio or porch. They've got a lot of different options, or even a sunroom addition to your home. They'll be happy to talk to you about it. Very Let's nice. see, JC. What are we looking here? No, I do see Jamie and longtime listener, first time chat. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the Nano's Course chat box, Jamie. <laughs> it's like this. Uh, okay, so Ryan doesn't ask. Sorry, I've already asked. Jamie has the same question. Sorry, I've already asked, mm-hmm. but odds of landing Cam Pringle, Michael Smith, and Wendell Gregory to close out January thanks in advance. And then Jamie says, over under on four four star commits for twenty twenty four by January thirty first. Guys, I I'll say this. It, it may not happen in this exact time frame, but I mean, i.e., it may bleed into February to the next signing day. But I, I do think this. I, I, I'll say that there's a great chance South Carolina has a top five to ten class for twenty twenty four when we're starting March and starting to talk about spring practice. Will it stick? Will it end up in the top five or ten? Who knows? But uh, we'll see. Uh, Garrett says, are we still good with Zay Hardy having grade issues? Well, he's always had grade issues. He had a discipline issue. It's up in the air right now as to whether or not they'll sign him. You know, uh, I, I still have to – I can't get a straight answer on it now, which usually means – they're working on it, that <laughs> there's some question. Um, so there's the deal there. Craiger prefers 3.45 a.m. kickoff on a Sunday. Uh, Saunders says, I like those Thursday night games. You could find out the hell professors were early. They're the only ones who wouldn't cancel classes on Friday. I'll tell you this. I, I didn't tolerate that in my college career, which is probably why it took me six and a half years. But I, I absorbed a lot of knowledge like chris farley yeah they're called doctors yeah they're called doctors <laughs> they're just going, those for seven years yeah they're called doctors you were on the stetson bennett plan <laughs> the stetson bennett plan yeah, i gotta i guess but um no like on 9 11 i had this clueless mm. math lady that i didn't really like her anyway easy grader but i waited i waited to take math till the end like an idiot uh and I go in there, and you're like, by, the class was like at 1 o'clock. So by then, you knew what was going on. And she was just like, all right, we're going to do our our math today. And I'm like, no, we're not. I'm leaving. Because my other classes were canceled. And I immediately went to the registrar's office and dropped it. Dropped that class. Took it from a British guy my la- very last semester. You know, you either pass it or don't graduate. He was awesome. Because he dropped the lowest grade. And so... <laughs> So I had an A, an A, and and then uh, I dropped the lowest grade, but the the exam was cumulative and twenty five percent. So I was like, I got an A and A, no attendance policy either. So I stopped showing up for class mm. with two two months to 
showed up and took the exam, made a seven five on that bad boy, ended up with a C plus. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I had to pass eighteen hours my last semester. Which oh wow, that's a full that's a full boat, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because I was like sitting there. Well, I, I screwed understand. around a lot. I think if I had it to do over again now, I'd have a PhD. But but then I'd be a college professor, and that would be a life of misery. Um, uh, Jamie, all right, so we got Jamie there coming for Junior Day. Um, cheapest tickets for the opener are sitting around 120 bucks on the secondary market. Yeah, I think it'll be a little less than that face value. I have some connections with the Gamecock Club, but I remember they were pretty expensive last time they played them. It's Paler out of Burlington, Dexter says. Hmm. Uh, Jonathan Paler, I guess that's it. Not coming for Junior Day. Uh, I would get Jason Barnes on staff in some capacity, Ryan says. Yeah, I mean, all those old older guys. Jason Barnes is a good coach. Um, Quantrell says, I know this is blasphemous, but if North Carolina and South Carolina were one state, where would they rank in terms of recruiting areas nationally? I think it's up there. Yeah, uh, I, I should have clarified that earlier. <laughs> Uh, it would be like behind Texas, Florida, California, and Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Just behind Georgia, but it would be ahead of like Ohio, which puts out a lot of players, and Louisiana, and Tennessee. I mean, it would, and it would be, there would be no real competition uh, for that fifth spot. It would be the Carolinas. And some years they would, they would have more players in Georgia. I think some years. Georgia's kind of a, had a lot of growth, and it's there's more players that come out of there than used to be. Um, so, yeah. But it would definitely be ahead of Ohio. And if you think about the number of players that come out of Ohio, I mean, Ohio's basically the breadbasket of the Big Ten. Like, everybody in the Big Ten recruits Ohio, and there's a lot of good players in Ohio. We don't think about it being Southerners. Because we're like, what's the name of slow boys up there in Ohio? We don't think slow <laughs> Well, ain't that fast, you know? But trust me, there's a lot of great, play- a lot of fast guys in Ohio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of speed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be definitely up there. Uh, Clint says it will if we get all three commitments that last week of January. Uh, I feel like if that was a real JB, he'd have given a point five number when asking for the over under. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's definitely a troll. Um. Yeah, so so we'll see Jonathan Paler. I, I, I need to look at this film. Uh, seems like there's a lot of North Carolina receivers kind of bunched up right there in the rankings, but uh, hopefully he's the best of, uh, of it. Burlington Cummings is not a place that's been very kind to Carolina over the years. That whole uh, the P or the, the Piedmont Triad, whatever you call it, the Greensboro Winston Salem ish area. Not, not hadn't always hadn't always been great. Quinn Smith, I think, is the one. Quinn Smith and J.T. Surratt, I think, came from that area in the Spurrier era. Um. So, uh, Saunders says at least it was an innocent troll and not Christian UNC fan. Still waiting for his return. Well, he's probably uh, he'll be back. I'm pretty sure by the opener. Oh yeah, we'll be here in front. Definitely we'll hear from him uh, at that point there. So, uh, and Lance wants to drink a cold Dowell Loggins with JC and Phil. Let's go. Will mentions everything bad about games in Charlotte is must champ. Time to get over it. 
Yeah, I, 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 I think Spurrier's two games up there. I mean, East Carolina up there when Carolina was a top 10 preseason team. Um, although Lincoln Riley was calling plays for ECU that day. John Whittle from the Big Spur wrote an article about him. Um, you know, that game it was an exciting game. But, I, I mean, I think hot like that. Uh, it was like another another one of those like six seven o'clock kickoffs that was that game and I think that's what it was just it was so new to the fan base. Uh, I think at that point, if you're going to play a neutral site game, you'd probably rather be in the Georgia Dome or right. Williams Bryce. You know, I mean that, that's kind of. I was at that game. It was there. yeah, it was not ideal weather condition wise. I don't know. I, I, I seem to remember like baking in the sun. Yeah, really <laughs> yeah. humid yeah. and hot. Mm. And uh, so there was that, and then I, you know, I thought the UNC game on the Thursday night—I mean, just a logistical nightmare. Uh, and then I, shoot, I thought the NC State game was pretty fun. Phil, Dina was there. I forgot that. Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. For Remember that, Dina uh, came up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dina and a lot of other people uh, were there many of whom I don't hang out with anymore. <laughs> but Nadina, still hang out with her. But that was, that was actually really fun, uh, you know, and a really good ball game, too. Um, Debo Samuel took the opening kickoff back, and then the Muschamp games. I mean, one of the things about the Will Muschamp era that just stunk to high heavens was, like, things that, even though this program historically has not been, as we say, the best, even things that, Steve Spurrier didn't even have to fix, like beating teams from North Carolina, right? <laughs> uh, winning in Charlotte, you know, that kind of thing. Being favored against me. Even things that hadn't happened since the 90s happened to almost. You know, uh, South Carolina has lost two football games to North Carolina since 1983, which was the first year of the Joe Morrison era. So, mm-hmm. so Carolina opened with UNC in 88. They played them four straight years before they got in the SEC. Then Spurrier played them, what, three times or whatever. And uh, and then Shane, Beamer beat them in the bowl, obviously. So there's like seven and two, right? Mm-hmm. South Carolina's just whipped them. Uh, and even, the, you know, Spurrier's last year, Gamecocks found a way to win. Thanks, Sky Moore. Yeah, Connor right. Mitch started that game. North Carolina mm-hmm. ended up going on to win the division in the ACC and playing Clemson and all that. Uh, and so even then, you, you just South Carolina just owned them, owned them. Mac Brown comes back first game. You know South Carolina's a pretty good team coming back, a veteran quarterback. You give up two hundred yard drives in the fourth quarter, and then Bentley misses a, a guy open that could have won the game and come back. People at that point would have been happy either. I mean, even things like that, you know. And then later that year, he loses to App State. Yeah. I mean, poor I guy, he couldn't catch a break. So well, let's get our fi- final break in, and uh, we'll go back and, and finish it up right here. It's been a nice little uh, fun Thursday episode on the show. Now, don't forget. I will be back tomorrow. It's not going to be like last week, hopefully. Uh, But uh, feeling pretty good. So definitely we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, The show will return after this. 
If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. I've been expecting you, Mr. Powers. Sometime in the near future, there's a good chance I'll move back to my home area of the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody I would use to help me find a new home except Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane, located in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a diehard Gamecock. 864-414-5271. Give Cindy a call. 864-414-5271. A proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, Mo Kaba here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Final segment on this Thursday afternoon. Thirsty Thursday, if you will. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Look, somebody find a dollar beer night somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I haven't seen dollar beer night in a long time. No, I think well, the, um, the baseball stadium here in Greenville. Man, get down there. To, is it still Ooh. full of field? I don't know. It's like the it mini, mini Fenway. I'm not a Boston oh, fan, yeah. so it's nice. Yeah. I've never been. I've been to. Oh God, I went for like the the walk for either Alzheimer's or cancer one there, and I've been to like, uh, gosh, I don't know, what else was I there for? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I lived right. I went to live in Greenville. I lived. Oh there, yeah, so. you were quick walk from the yeah stadium. Walk. Mm-hmm. I could have could have walked up there, but didn't want to. Uh, the ECU game in Charlotte was the infamous Todd Ellis 55-yard line game. We still the 55. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> that was the Connor Mitch game, yeah. You know, Connor Mitch's uh, brother hated me, by the way. <laughs> hated me. Uh, which stunk because I was the one that, like, I, I was kind of high on him before he, you know, hit the field as a player. He was just—he was all man, JC, blah 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 blah, you clown, blah blah blah. 
I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what he does. I think, where, where did he go? Liberty and never played, or James Madison? <laughs> like, he's never played. Um, Quartressus, I don't know if you watched the NBA, but Gigi Jackson reminds me of Paul George. Or they hope Carolina gets to the tournament somehow. Man, Quantrell, if this team makes the NCAA tournament, I'll be a happy man. No doubt. I'll be very surprised, but I'll be a happy man. A uh, and M big win last night. They're undefeated in the SEC. You almost got a feeling with A and M, Phil, and Bassman's basketball that, like South Carolina, against the odds with Frank Martin, and maybe because Frank knew Buzz Williams a little bit. <laughs> South Carolina kind of owned them, and so you have to think now. Oh, coaching change. It, it may be time for Buzz's revenge. Maybe not. Buzz's revenge. That sounds Buzz's like a, like Buzz Lightyear, Pirates of the Caribbean, do this kind of crossover universe. They give it the Marvel folks, or all right, Buzz Lightyear, Pirates of the Caribbean, and <laughs> so anyway. Although I think uh, the Paul George comparison is a fairly decent one. You like it? Barely, yeah, when it's on, like, you know, when he's on and, and doing well and, you know, Michi's playing well enough to, you know, draw some of the attention of the defenders. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Like, he's just so young, man. That's the thing. It's like, that's the thing about college basketball is these guys come in, they're so freaking young. And, you know, you're only going to have them for probably a year, maybe two it all depends, you know, but and he looks young and yeah. You know, that's the one thing that's kind of surprising to me now. It was like uh, you know, obviously he's not Wimbignana, but you know, is he a lottery pick at this point? I think that's a legitimate question. I'm mean, not saying that, you know, to to downplay him or, or anything like that and I know there'll be a lot of NBA teams probably have some interest in him, but are you what's your stock well, in, right now <laughs> in basketball too though like the money's so good like i'll never forget ron artest i.e meta world peace right <laughs> uh guys toward the end of his career he's like the 13th player on the on the lakers bench never played mop up duty 13th guy right mm. he made 14 million dollars guaranteed that year um it's like udonis haslam so, with the heat right now yeah, he's there for I mean, moral he's like, support. He's <laughs> gonna take that check, you know. Remember when Shaq played for the Celtics and he wasn't all that good? Um, he still he's collected that check. Yes, fifteen million bucks. You know, yeah, so man, I, man. I just think the money's so good in that sport, Phil. That is he gonna be a lottery pick? I think he'd have to have a great SEC season and keep and and stay consistent, uh, and then a really good draft workout. But I. I think the money's so good if you're a first-round pick anyway uh, yeah. that he's probably going to take the money and run. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Take the money and run. Because I'm yeah. an NBA player. I just, you know, I, and you never know, you know, in that sport. You never know. Sometimes they – I think the NBA drafts more on proven ability than they do on upside like the NFL may or may not at times, especially the quarterback position in the NFL where I think – they well, definitely yeah. overthink, way overthink it, way overthink it. Uh, Bill Gutter says the scouts love him for development in a few years. Yeah, and I agree with Bill on that. Yeah. Um, Sider says talking about Connor Mitch, 
Got me thinking about Lorenzo Nunez and Brandon McIlwain. And, and I'll say this, too. Uh, those are, uh, you know, GA, we've had him on the, on the, on the show and, and obviously got a lot of respect for him. And I hated it that those guys, along with Brendan Nosovich and Tanner McAvoy didn't turn out. Uh, and amazingly, Michael Skarnecchia won a game for the, and that was a guy I didn't want to take. Um, but I'll say this, this was a problem recruiting quarterbacks at, uh, during the latter part of the spur era, because, it, the head ball coach wasn't out there recruiting them, right? And the head ball coach, when he would, I mean, the two guys he went to bat for quarterback-wise were Dylan Thompson and Michael Skarnakia. And those guys, certainly, they won games for South Carolina. They had their months. But Mangus's version of that offense, they want guys like Connor Shaw, you know, the guys that can run. Now, Mitch, until he got hurt, was a little bit of a runner. You know, but Nasevich and McAvoy, McElwain, Nunez, um, all those guys were supposed to be runners. And my feeling about it is, had those guys played in just GA's offense, I think three of the five would have probably ended up being pretty good. Um, particularly Nasevich, uh, uh, I think he was a guy that that. that just, just, you know, just wanting to Steve Spurrier quarterbacks, GA Mangus quarterbacks, kind of the same thing. But so that happened. Um, you know, McIlwain kind of surprised me that he just was not very good at all. But he, he wasn't a you – know, he's kind of like Connor Mitch, wasn't going to really work all that hard. Um, Nunez, I think, left South Carolina after Muschamp got there, then never played again, but – if you remember back in 2015, he did some good things. I mean, he, you know, uh, when GA took over, they had him running reverses and throwing it. And he started a game that year at Missouri. I mean, so uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, Bruin says, Bruin Nation says, should the Bears trade fields? No. Well, I don't know. Mm. Well, it's interesting, you know, like who are you going to get? Are you going to? Roll the dice with Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, you know, I mean, and Quantrill brings it up down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't trade fields. I uh, like Bryce Young's skill set. Man, it's going to be tough with his stature and not him being a freak athlete. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like, you know, you've got a crazy athlete in fields. A, I mean, a typical, you know, they quarterback need- for the NFL. But you know, what, who are you going to get? That you're they not going to gamble at, on, you know? Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, Fields will be a good – I mean, Will Levis. <laughs> dude, if the Chicago Bears trade Justin Fields and draft Will Levis. Just uh, – Oh, my God. Ah, beef <laughs> oh sandwich. God. But, yeah. no, I mean, like, you know, the, the thing about Fields, he reminds me of, of, like, early Michael Vick with the Falcons, which can be lethal. <laughs> Uh, but what happened, Vic got hurt. And, and so then they did what they, what you shouldn't do either. They tried to run, well, let's just run a West coast offense with Vic. And that, that kind of hamstrung him a little bit. And I, I, and I think this, the game today is a little different. I think what you got to do, you got to go look at what the Ravens are doing and you got to go look at what the Eagles are doing and you got to do it and mimic it. Cause Hurts isn't. I mean, I think Hurts is hurt now, but he's not out there taking as many shots as Fields did 
And Lamar Jackson does have injuries at times, but I mean they've survived. I mean, especially Lamar has survived. Uh, and I think you do that instead of, unless you just love Bryce Young and you think Bryce Young's a Super Bowl one. You know, uh, and you just think he's that good of a passer and that good of a leader, uh, and all that. And then, but I, I think what you do is you, you maybe you talk up Bryce Young, like, yeah, we're going to take Bryce Young, give me a beef and a beer and a brat and a pull of sausage. And then everybody, like the Texans start to panic because the Texans won't Bryce Young, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Next God. thing you know, you're, you're getting, somebody's trading away their future for, you know, yeah. Yeah. With the Bears' luck, though, they trace Bryce, they 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 draft Bryce Young, and then there's something would people would know something behind the scenes that the Bears didn't, and they're like, ah, now we're good. And so it's like, ah, well, Bryce Young's going to be our backup to Justin Fields this year, and uh, and we didn't really get anything for our number one pick, you know. So um, that's just one of those things. Uh, Quantrill doesn't get the Levis hype at all. Yeah, it's just like the kid from UCF. It's just like Mitch Trubisky. Uh, they overthink it. The, the NFL, think about this. Think about how many like good college quarterbacks have gotten drafted like fifth round and been really like, you know, Russell, I know Russell Wilson wasn't that good this year. Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl. Fourth or fifth round guy. I mean, you know, Jalen Hurts was not a highly drafted guy. Um, some were, but but some weren't. They they love this. Cement shoe, drop back passing guy. And, and Levis can run a little bit, don't get me wrong, but uh, they love the big, tall, big armed dudes. <laughs> and, and I just don't, uh, I, I just don't know. But I, I think the Bears need to focus on whoever the quarterback is, getting people around them. Um, you know, and uh, and hey, if you want to, if you want to trade fields and get Bryce Young and load up in the draft, there you go. But. Uh, yeah. He needs some help all over the place. So, Jeff says C.J. Stroud is a better take than Young. I, you know, I like Stroud, but I think about Young with um, when he had all those wide receivers, <laughs> uh, when he had really good wide receivers, and and Stroud I think has really good wide receivers this year. So I don't know, but it's debatable, Jeff. I don't think it's a bad. But Brock Purdy, yeah, how about that kid yeah. from Iowa State? Uh, trading away their future, by God, that's 49ers music in my poor Broncos. Oh, listen, yeah. that might, yeah, Washington football team did the same thing for RG3, gave away the farm. Still He's good reeling. on TV, RG3 is. That's a shame He's we didn't hire him to do, you know, play-by-play or color commentary, you know, but no, we... <laughs> <laughs> Remember though, he's really good because he was mobile, and then he, what happened? He got hurt. I, I know. Yeah, he just got hurt. You yeah, avoid that was the, it. You got to avoid the fate. You got to avoid that fate. And I think you got to do it with scheme. I don't think you could sit there and just, you know, run an NFL offense. You know, I think you got to run something else. Marvin Harrison Jr. should be in the draft this year. You know, oh, Sonder points out Kirk Cousins still lighting it up to poor Redskins. Yep. Yeah, just couldn't couldn't get it done. Where, the, the, where? the football team, the commanders. Football team. Shake my head. Um, <laughs> imagine having Sean McVay, Mike Shanahan, and Matt Lafleur on the same coaches. <laughs> I know. I know. Ooh, shoe buddy. All right, Long we got to get out of here. 
Um, <laughs> thanks as always to all of our sponsors. Uh, thanks for uh, sticking with me today. Uh, we got a slow start. I still got to figure this stuff out. I got to record a JC at Morgan too. So that's amazing. Um, but that's good. So you can check that out later. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up uh, the week right here on Inside the Game Cox, the show. Had fun chatting with you guys. And we'll holla at you tomorrow.